hey, Dave, my customer education bookshelf is looking a little lonely. Any recommendations? Hey, here's a thought, Adam. Have you checked out Daniel Quick and Barry Kelly's new customer education playbook? Well, I mean, I'm a bit biased here because I'm actually in it, but uh, I think that's a great addition because it lays out the steps to run a customer education program in a super clear, practical way. And it's full of tips from other great leaders who are doing the job every single day. Hey, that's right. And I'm in it too. But seriously, I'm a SaaS book enthusiast, so I'm going to go out and have Barry and Daniel sign my copy today. <laughs> that's great. And if you want one, head over to thoughtindustries.com playbook to get your copy. That link's in the episode description. So get reading today. Welcome to C-Lab, the customer education lab, where we explore how to build customer education programs, experiment with new approaches, and exterminate the myths and the bad advice that stops growth dead in its tracks. I am Dave Darrington. And I'm Adam Efremescu. And what are we going to do today? We've got a special announcement, Adam. Wait, what was that just now? Was that an ad? Did, did you hear the ad? Was that just me? Did you hear the ad? Oh my God, ads in C-Lab? Ads? Well, seriously... Yes, we started this podcast officially now, oh my gosh, back in November 2018, right? Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. It, it really has been that long. But yeah, that, that makes this a really important day because it's, it's not just a national day of, as we like to do, it's something even better. We're honored to say that today we have officially started our new season of C-Lab. And for this one, that brings with us some great sponsors so we're going to graciously ask that you help all of our sponsors and our show by checking them out. They'll be sharing resources, demos, other helpful information for you as you build or scale your customer education programs. And these are definitely a lot of great companies that you want to check out. And we will have links in the show descriptions for you so you can check them out. Uh, but overall, really hope that this is a, a value add for the show and certainly helps us keep this thing going too. So thanks, everyone. Yes, thanks everybody. And without further ado, let's get into the show. It is the International Day of, and we're recording as of May 10th, I believe. Yes. Yeah, um, Mother Ocean Day. One? Mother Ocean Day. Mother Ocean Day. What do we all no, think? Your favorite is stay up all night, uh, night. Uh, mine is stay, yeah. Well, that's what I did last night preparing for the script after. <laughs> Uh, uh, we, we had a, we had a lot of, a long session about that, didn't we, Daniel? <laughs> well, that's a, that's a good intro to who is on the call with us, isn't it? They've been it sitting is. patiently listening to us go back and forth. We're the master let's, of the uh, SAG. Let's give a great introduction to our guests after these shenanigans, shall we? Yeah. So, uh, I think what we do today is we're going to start something a little bit different. I have... My new favorite book here. We just saw it. Um, and welcome, um, Barry and Daniel, to the show. What we'd like you to do is have a little time, introduce yourself, get to know, uh, let, get the, uh, let the audience get to know you. Um, Barry, let's start with you. Thanks very much. Uh, really appreciate being here. Um, and uh, really want to get on the next uh, Radiohead show. So I'm just putting that in there, uh, please. Favorite, favorite episode. Uh, so we deconstruct the next record I want to be on. Um, yeah, just, it's great to be here. Thanks for having us. Um, you know, I'm Barry Kelly, co-founder, CEO of Todd Industries. Been working in online learning and product development, you know, most of my career. And I'm very fortunate to, uh, you know, to be the CEO of Todd Industries and 
you know, be working in a, in a really amazing industry where we're continuing to help organizations uh, build value by, uh, through educating customers. Absolutely. Well put. Um, Barry, it's amazing to have you. We also have, this is an amazing episode. We've got four of us here and a special guest star listening in. Uh, Daniel Quick. Um, Daniel, you're, you're also a long friend and also been just like Barry on the episode before. Uh, let's, let's reintroduce you to the world. Sure. Thanks for having me, you guys. So good to be back at C-Lab. Um, I'm Daniel Quick, SVP of Learning Strategies at Thought Industries. Um, been at Thought Industries for a couple of years now. It's been a very rewarding experience. My team is responsible for driving our own customer education strategy, as well as conducting research and publishing content that empowers professionals in our industry, like this book, which was published a few weeks ago, and the yes. audio book actually came out today. So yeah, you know, we're really hoping this book will sit in your listeners' library as a reference book that, that that can come back to time and time again as they're building out and improving their own customer education programs. Very excited to talk about it. That's Super cool. Real pillar content for the customer education bookshelf. Very exciting. <laughs> uh, we are so excited about this. Well, like I can't actually understand. We're extremely excited about this because the value of having something on our reference library and I'm going to turn my camera off here because I, I, I do want to show this. I think this is fun. Um, where are my filters? None. Okay. Now you see my crummy room. Love this book. It is the new library. I could show you my library over so, here. It's so handsome. It's a handsome book. It's a, it, it looks good. But you know, and, we and also just one. like, oh, what yeah, about okay, this one? We got that <laughs> one. You know, we've got all these books here now. We've there's only a few books that we, we we're look not talking at. about that one today. We're not talking. Well, we are a little bit. We're talking aren't about we? the, the new one. <laughs> okay, let's do this. Let's get in the origin story. Barry, this is a question for you. You're in the hot seat now. This is a great question. Let's talk about how this book came to be. And from your level, from an executive level, we're, well, again, we're going to talk more about the investment you're making into this market, but the time and involvement in, in build and writing, you know, having a team come up and like building, getting all the ideas together and figuring out what you're going to do. I'd like to know about more about, well, we'd like to know more about how did you all think about this and, and why, did you, why did you want to make this a big project for yours? Yeah, well, thanks for asking. Um, you know, I think it goes back actually a couple of years. I, I believe it's the end of uh, 2019. Um, we, uh, as an organization, um, work in a framework called Jobs to be Done. And we're working with this great um, consulting group called Thrive based in Northern California. And um, it was really a process of us trying to understand and really get to the heart of what it meant to sort of uh, drive success through the educated customer. And we wanted to break down, wanted to break that entire process down for many reasons. I think uh, first and foremost, really for us to help drive product development, to really understand yeah. you know, what are the needs in the market, to really understand the individuals, what their daily work is like, uh, what it means to be successful throughout you know, the process of their career. And so it started really as a, as a project that was ultimately focused on us building a more robust and research-backed uh, product roadmap. Um, you know, as a founder of a company and as a product person, you know, the company started out, you know, it was 
from all of the meetings I would do, from all the conversations, from uh, my own personal research to, to work with the rest of the organization. That's kind of how we continued to drive product development. And we really wanted to accelerate and bring, uh, as I said, much more research to, to bear as we as we've, we've moved forward. So that's where it started. And that's a kind of as far as I was thinking. And about four months into the jobs to be done research, probably a little bit more, maybe six months in, they came back with the 12 job steps and it was like a lightning bolt at our company it was just amazing the clarity at which they were able to describe this journey and the needs the fundamental needs of the individuals driving customer education and organization and it just opened up um, a lot of creativity and a lot of thought process around different parts of our business so we quickly made phone calls around the company, brought everybody in. So not only should this be a product-led strategy and project, but everybody, our go-to-market team, our marketing team, our content teams, um, everybody needs to be involved to really truly understand that we bring this to light. And that was essentially the sort of yes. the beginning of, of, of the playbook um, uh, originally. Um, it evolved, obviously, fr- out from there. Um, we featured... The twelve step step process at the at Cognition, uh, which was our uh, yeah. annual uh, conference, and then um, from there we were we were fortunate enough to get connected with um, the folks at Wiley, who, you know, felt that this would be um, as a publisher thought this would be a fantastic idea for for a book and to help us bring the story and the and the framework to the rest of the world. That's amazing. There's some of the things that I heard in there, like keywords, like success and research. These, these warm my heart <laughs> because like, it, it's really, that's really important to be able to go. I've got, uh, Adam, what is your term? Data informed. I love that from that term. We're start, we're really looking at the feedback, at the feedback loop. loop instead of data driven. I like that conversation that conversation point, the distinction between that, like we're really getting in and driving in. What are the, what are those 12 steps, right? How, and that's amazing. So going a little further though, um, Adam, you want to take the next question here on the list? Yeah, sure. I'll let so, you uh, d- start diversify a little bit. You're, you just you're getting so choked up by by the magazine of this book that it's just hard. Yeah, I've got to take go a, I got to take a breath. Yeah, it's like choked yeah. up. Yeah, you know, can I, can I add a little color to this? Because yeah, what's funny from my from my perspective is, um, you know, when I first came to Thought Industries, the the framework, one of the first weeks that I was here, I think it may have been the first week, um, we had sort of a, a readout from Thrive when they presented these 12 steps. And I was like, so excited to see it. But funny enough, before I even came to Thought Industries, when I was still at Asana, I was exposed to it because I got I got one of the surveys that Thrive sent out and it you know it asked me all these questions and I remember thinking you know this is before I even was at Thought Industries I remember thinking this is a really interesting way of breaking down like all the jobs that I do um, so you know and that I think that's just to reiterate the point as well that this this research was this framework was really developed after speaking and surveying hundreds of professionals in the industry. So it really is empirically like based framework, which was one of the things that I got really excited about. Yeah. And, and at the same time, it's still, it's, it's based in the real world experiences of those professionals. And then you've kind of synthesized that into something that is, I think, you know, pretty simple, actionable stepwise, which is just, 
again, I mean, huge congratulations for for putting this book out there and the amount of research that went into it. Because the fact that you were able to to synthesize that into something that was opinionated um, and kind of gives customer education leaders uh, how do I say this without saying a playbook <laughs> to, to run and to use say a like, playbook <laughs> playbook it's so okay that's, it's I, a I playbook that's a very, that's a very valuable is. addition so so maybe let's let's actually think about that research for a moment right because we've been talking about it so like why was this an investment worth making for thought industries because you could have taken all those same resources and invested them in marketing or sales or or something like that so tell me about kind of the the research effort that that went into this and how it was prioritized yeah <clears throat> i think you know as i said it really had a foundation in product development to begin with you know because we were trying to really get to the heart of making sure that when we were building technology and we we're building features that they were there to, to solve very very explicit challenges in the market and you know we had assumptions all the time as many of us do through conversations with our customers through all of the other work that we do and all the inputs you know as, an, as a product organization you get a lot of inputs from the market at all times trying to decipher and there's no shortage of those and um, you know, we really wanted to tighten it up. We, as a in my career, I've used a few different product development frameworks and product management frameworks, and you know, this was this was something we hadn't done before. Um, and we came, this organization, Tribe, who've been who are amazing, led by Jay Haynes, they uh, did a really jo a great job of helping us understand the you know the value of taking this particular approach. So. You know, as I said, it, we got in, we began to understand in a lot more detail, you know, where the needs were and, and the beauty of jobs to be done outside of, you know, just sort of listing, uh, helping you understand, you know, a sort of a product roadmap. It helps you heat map where you're competitive. It helps you heat map where you're best, um, where, where you're, where you're going to get the most benefit uh, from your development. Yeah. So it, it's, you know, it's probably saved us a lot of money in throwing useless features out there into the market. Um, it's helped us really engage with the individuals and get to the heart of the problem, right? This is really like, what are the problems that we're solving and helping them solve in the day-to-day -day basis? It's actually kind of an interesting point for customer education leaders who work at, at software companies to, to think that if your education programs are are that impactful, they could actually be an investment that outweighs your your uh, your software development, right? Like I love the idea that you can kind of take that lesson and and uh, apply it to a company that that doesn't actually do a, a customer education as its bread and butter, but yeah. maybe can uh, come a little bit closer to it. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe maybe just to like follow up on that, Barry. You know, you've you've been CEO for a while now, and. There are a lot of listeners who might be wondering, how can we get our leadership to, you know, into a space like you're in this belief that customer education is a place to invest? Right. Uh, like, what advice would you give them? Um, well, a, a couple of things, I suppose. We have a pretty unique view on the world, you know, and um, from from I'm very fortunate to work in, a, you know, to be the CEO of a company that actually, you know, makes technology that does this. So. <laughs> I'm a little easier convinced than most, but, you know, I think, um, <laughs> we would hope so too anyway, wouldn't you? But um, I think, yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, one thing I would, the piece of advice I would always give is to kind of really understand the 
current and the global strategy of the organization. When I mean global, I mean what is the sort of overarching strategy for the organization at, the, at a specific period of time. And in, in software companies in particular, we grow, we have lots of different growth stages. You, all of you both, all of you really understand those different stages and what's involved in those. Uh, there's different demands, there's different metrics, different KPIs we're focused on. There's always work ons, right? There's always things to improve on. There's always optimizations. And I think, you know, my sort of my first piece of recommendation is to try and get as close to really understanding uh, the a very um, clear, get a very clear understanding of what that is. You know, what what, what is the conversation yeah. that's happening at a leadership level at the company around the work that needs to be done, the goals that need, need to be met? What is the organization reporting to the board or to the advisors or to anybody else along the way so that you can clearly understand that. I think that's it because, you know, you can make assumptions about what's important this year or assumptions about what's important in terms of optimizations. But until you really clarify those, um, you know, with that team, I think you can be, you can be slightly little, you know, you can be shooting in the dark a little bit. I, so first of all, get that. I would say if your organization, you know, if there's somebody that leads FP&A, so, you know, financial planning analysis. And there will be a lot of analysts at a company. There's going to be a lot of sales up. There's going to be marketing ops. There's going to be, you know, CS ops and all these different folks who are really great at getting data. But if there's somebody at your organization that's focused on really big picture metrics, to someone that's focused on analyzing the business on behalf of the executive team and the board, they're going to provide you with details that you may or may not be able to get access to in other parts of the organization. That would be a really, um, that would be one of those things I would suggest. Go seek out that person um, and, and help them have you understand, you know, what's critical and how the organization is, is, is measuring the business, you know, over the course of that year or the coming year. And then, um, wow. you know, I think, and then it, it, sort of as we get into the book and we get into talking about, you know, more of the tactical or strategic parts later on, I think you have to build a bridge. So every leader um, has to build a bridge between sort of customer education and that particular, those particular goals. And I think that the, the challenge is how do you get that presented? How do you get that seen? How do you engage in conversation with leadership in the executive boardroom so that they understand um, you know, the value of what you're doing, how everything you're doing is directly connected to those particular metric, metrics in the business at the time. Yeah, because there's a lot of customer education uh, leaders, managers, teams of one out there who yeah. are actually quite good at the later steps in, in the book already, uh, which yeah. are more around like content production and, and measurement because that's the background they come from. Yeah, And so they'll go to the the executive leadership team and they'll kind of try to, talk about what's working or not working at, at those steps, but they're, they're maybe missing the earlier ones where they really have to frame this through the lens of, of the business problems. And if you're, if you're going to your executive team and you're, you're not really uh, telling any kind of story about how this is going to move the needle at the big picture or how yeah. this is going to help the company somehow get to where they're trying to go through customer education, then you're, you're probably less likely to get the, the sort of resourcing that you're, you're asking for to get it done. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes maybe, you know, organizations have probably, like sometimes they try to solve problems through product development or product management, right? They don't, maybe the, the first, you know, maybe they're not immediately inclined to go to the education group to solve a problem, right? You know, hang on, we're, you know, we're dealing with time to value right now. So maybe it's something to do with the way that we're onboarding our customers or the way that our product works for first time users or what, what you know, all of those 
those sort of things that are challenges or, or optimizations for organizations over time. And I think helping them understand how important the education uh, process and strategy is in solving those problems is pretty critical. And so that, you know, I feel like sometimes um, sort of top-down direction can kind of be misguided in terms of where it's focused. So I think helping organizations really understand, you know, your ability to impact these core metrics of the business is really critical in, in advocating for, for the group and what you do. Yeah. I want to go back to, to reiterate something you said, Barry, that I actually have not heard before. And I think it's stupendous. It's that going to the FP&A person, like I've worked with some of these people and you know, the last company I was with, I was friends with that person. I didn't even think about it, Barry. Like, can we go grab a, um, you know, go get a Guinness, a pint and sit down and can you take like, cause I, this is, this is a friend of mine. And I, if I had thought, wow, could you take me through the, the bigger picture? Like, what are you really seeing from a f fiscal point of view? And then if I could have a conversation with that kind of person and talk about the educative landscape of that, that's where what you said in, in your statements before was that it's really about getting that understanding of, okay, if I can go and say, okay, I'm going to go to my executive, Rob, Rob, here's what I'm seeing. I've got this data. I've talked with our, our finance team, actually. I've talked with our ops team. And now these are the decisions that we can make together. What, you know, what of these things would you like to do? And that changes the conversation palpably because now I'm talking above the line with that leader, which is super important. I, 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 I want to call out um, you know, Sam, who's been with our company for a long time, who leads our FP&A. And I rely on him so heavily, him and our CFO, way beyond just sort of you know, information around the sort of financials of the company really focused on, you know, conversion rates, data, data impact, all of the different things, you know, actually over the last three weeks, we've, you know, we've been kind of moving through whole, you know, different areas of the business and analyzing them in quite different ways than we've ever done before. And those are, you know, turning up really important insights that we need to then go action back into the organization. And so, you know, these individuals will have data, they will have analysis of parts of the business that are going to be incredibly value to, valuable to anybody kind of delivering, um, you know, these programs. Absolutely. I have to say one real quick story. I'll make it short. My stories get long. But one, one time, Barry, when I was working with the data team, uh, I actually was talking with like the, one of the chief data scientists, and we had finally gotten to the point where we were able to connect, tie in our, you know, our learning data via Salesforce connection to our CMS data. And I get this hurried phone call saying, oh my God, Dave, oh my God, I've, your team is making such an impact on our total retention rate. And for, unfortunately, the guy left after that. But those kinds of moments where you have that click and insight, where yeah. our data comes together at, an, at a leadership level and you see the trend of what education can do, it's amazing. It is really is amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, I think we'll, we'll probably get to this later on in the conversation. And this comes back to the sort of... <laughs> You know, the conversation that we always gravitate back to, which is measurement, right? And how critical it is, how difficult it is, but also like how critical it is at all stages from analyzing where you go to, you know, changing course on your way through to, you know, being mobilized to different parts of the business to, you know, to be part of, um, you know, new programs. And then Daniel will talk about that 
you know, he, he moves around quite a bit, uh, you know, when we have, and you know, when we start to look at, you know, new areas that need to be optimized or, or accelerated. Absolutely. So let's, um, let's shift our discussion a little bit. One thing that I'm curious about is this, and, and this is for both of you, and this could be a quick question is, how is this book? Okay, we're getting back to the book. Now we've got a playbook. It's, it's permanently in my library. How is this though different from some of the books that we have on the market? And, and I'm going to say one of the things I really love is I'm going to go back, you know, I'm a collector. I've got, this was Nick Meta, Lincoln Murphy and Dan Steinman's book. And I like how this is patterned. He, he's, hold, he's holding up the customer success book. If you're listening. <laughs> oh yeah. Thank you. We're an audio yeah. podcast. Uh, I'm looking, yeah. but, but I like how you brought the an auditory medium. <laughs> brought the voices in. Gosh, I'm trying to be serious, Adam. Gosh, no. Um, I like how you brought the voices of the industry in and that you've got uh, leaders from across the board sharing. And this is, this is kind of new for us because, you know, we're 10 years ago, see it customer success is kind of where see uh, customer ed is today and leaders are seeing and recognizing, Oh my gosh, this can do such a big thing. So that was really cool. Tell me a little bit more about like, how does this stratify or fit into our ecosystem? Um, so that like, I know, but I want to hear from you. <laughs> This is really important for us. Um, and I'm glad that you held up that customer success book because I actually took inspiration from that. Um, I read that book before we started writing this book. You know, it was published by Wiley as well. So I really wanted to yeah. get a good sense of what a Wiley book was like. I talked to Dan Steinman on the phone for a good hour or two before I started writing. And which was a wonderful conversation. And if Dan's listening to this, thank you. I'll always Hello, be grateful Dan. for that. <laughs> um, and I, I, one of the things that struck me about the customer success book is that a lot of those chapters are um, authored by contributors, um, customer yes. success leaders in the field who really bring their perspective to, uh, to, to the book. Um, and I think as a result, the, the book is a, a lot more powerful. It's really, you're really thinking about this through, not only through the lens of the authors, these three guys who, you know, worked at Gainsight, but also through people in the field who were doing this in their programs. Similarly, we really wanted to bring that to this book as well. Um, it's It was important for both Barry and I that we had contributors in the book like yourself, Dave, and yourself, Adam, uh, who Thank can you. offer your perspective on how <laughs> on how you oh, do yeah, these we're steps. in it. <laughs> you're in it. Yeah. You're one of the, the 12 contributors. So yeah, each of the each of the 12 steps in the framework brings in a, a, a perspective from a, a leader in the field who shares their experience and thoughts about uh, that step as it in and how that it shows up in the work that they do day to day. And, you know, as a result, the book is not just um, about my perspective or Barry's perspective or the research we've done, but about like the practical uh, methods uh, and kind of advice that yeah. people who are doing this can provide to the readers, which I just think is awesome. Yeah. And, I, and I, those are some of my favorite parts of the book. Let's say. I mean, pra practical is a really good word to, to put against that, right? Because it, actually telling the stories of customer education leaders in their own words who have done the job just adds to that, like the ethos of the book, right? You're providing, first of all, kind of practical things to do at every step of the way as you're building your program or running your program. And then you actually have people who have, who have done it, which is just 
really nice to add that case study element because it makes it real. Yeah, I really think it does. Uh, and I think it, it offers the readers some different perspectives too. Like the, the goal in having these contributors was not to echo everything that was just written in the chapter, but really, yeah. you know, to provide, okay, how does Adam think about this in, in the world? And you, you might, you know, in, in your contribution, Adam, in your contribution, Dave, you, you brought in some of your own frameworks or the ways that you think about the work that you're doing, which, you know, I think just added a sort of multiplicative uh, impact to the, the book yeah. in terms of like the kinds of the different sort of mindsets that people use to, to achieve success in these roles. You know, to expand on that, Daniel, it, the the thing that I, I keep seeing is, well, let's turn this around. Like, you're you're a, a learning experience platform. You know, we have different words that we're trying to 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 express for that. But what we're really doing is engaging with somebody and trying to build a, a program for them to understand. And that's hard, and it changes for every environment. I can't like give you just one best practice. I have to show you a spectrum. So bringing those voices in is really important because, you know, Adam, we've had the good fortune of working kind of together apart and had a parallel journey. We were went through, this is really funny. I would like to tell the stories. We were at one company, it was kind of similar size. And then we both changed. We went to another company that was kind of the same thing. And then we went to another one that were both unicorns. And now we're like at a different thing. So we've got, we've seen all kinds of stuff when we share this. And the big point that we try to make with C-Lab is that this is a laboratory. We're getting all these experiences. We're testing and we're experimenting. We're trying, we're sharing. It's a true scientist. I mean, I used to be a scientist and that's the big thing about science is that we share and, and we share the failures too. And by doing that, become stronger. So this book really encapsulates for me, like some of the things I like the framework. I like the fact that it uses the language of customer success. That mm -hmm. is probably the prerequisite. Like I, I'm getting ready to, to hire or onboard a new a member of my team. And the first thing that I will do with that team member is have them read these books to say, you're an instructional designer. You already know that but you don't know this, the differences that are palpable, like how we do things is different depending on different times. Like in early phase, like we're reading in the book, I love the chapter or love the section where you're talking about video. Like, is this video or an interactive? Mm -hmm. That's a really cool conversation to me because it's, it, it might be different. If I'm early phase, you know what? I'm gonna whip out a video really quick. I might even take a webinar and break it up. But if I'm right ready to IPO and I'm thinking about my board of executives and I'm thinking about my stock share, I'm going to be working to make really high intensity, really well done interactive videos so that everybody goes, Ooh, wow, they got their, you know, what together, you know, but it's a different time in a different space. And I would tell people to do different things in those cases. So it's really cool. It's a great way to stratify. Yeah, you, thanks for saying that. I think one of the key uh, benefits to this, to reading this book, um, if I may say so myself, is that it, it really, there's a, a mindfulness about um, about doing customer education that this book sort of brings into the picture, where you're really stepping back from just doing things because you're that's just the way you do them, and that's you're right. really just stepping back from that, and you're asking yourself key questions that help you formulate the best way to do this particular thing mm -hmm. you know maybe your your go-to way of creating content is just like you know you're really good at articulate rise and you're just gonna create these squirm files all the time but like when, when, all, when all you have you, is a squirm file every problem looks like a 
Uh, Nail and a hammer. Gosh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not squirmy <laughs> enough to know the, how to end that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, take a step back. Is it, is this really the best format for this particular uh, content? Um, is, is, you know, is in, in what situations is it maybe better to do a short video versus like a, a full length course? Like mm-hmm. each step along the way asks the reader to take a step back and ask themselves questions um, that help them formulate the right strategy for uh, for their content, for their measurement, for their distribution, all sorts of the sort of things that we need to think about in, right. in our roles as customer yeah. education professionals. Like it's kind of like having having you as a customer education leader also become your own consultant and step outside yeah. of yourself. And I, I love how you framed some key questions at, at every chapter to to help people do that. And if you're wondering maybe what some of those key questions and key takeaways are, maybe we could even kind of thumb through the first few chapters of the book and and you know kind of see how it proves out. So we've we've proved value that that was kind of the the beginning, and we've we've talked about that quite a bit, but. What are some of the key takeaways? The the key things you want to share, Dave? You wanna you wanna frame this up? Yeah, Daniel, I'm gonna I'm gonna target this to you directly because we, we had a conversation about. Well, what'd you say? You're reading the book through for the fifth time. It's such a professor move. I used to do. <laughs> I, I I say that because I'm I'm self um, self identifying. When I was a teacher and I taught at university as an adjunct for like eight years, I would what I would do before going to the courses. I would like say say I'm gonna teach your book read it, read it again, read it again. I wrote the thing. I'm going to read it again. Right. And I, heck, I did that for our podcast. Every, every podcast episode, I will be here, you know, we're recording it right now, but then I'll go and listen to it two or three times. Like, Oh, Barry said this really cool thing here. And Daniel had this. So it, it's this experience of this feedback loop. Um, so what are the things Daniel that have come out of this that, and, and I like to start with the unexpected, the little serendipities, what are the things that has come out that that people might miss? Like, what's what's novel and interesting about the experience that you've had here? Yeah, reading it, I have read it several times now, and um, I think Barry can relate to this. Where you know, when in the beginning, Wiley had yeah. very specific expectations for how the content was created, and That's you know, each chapter had to be its own file and. It was had to be formatted in a certain way, and like the figures were in a completely different file, and so it was a very. I think it would. It was a bit of a disjointed experience, just kind of reading uh, as as I'm as I'm reading what we're writing and trying to like, is this the best way to phrase that or not? Um, it was. So it was you're difficult. deep in the and editing part, like you yeah, were. Yeah. You know, I think the only thing that I can represent because I, I I just went through like a like I recorded an album with a band. And that experience is disjointed. Like it's like we do this, but you do this five times until you get it right. So that that, that that's weird. So that's why you read the book afterward to get the gestalt or the whole. Yeah, I mean it's actually a completely different experience reading the book, um, the actual physical book. Um, and now you know with this fifth read through, I'm actually highlighting things, um, which is. Which is a little weird because, like, we're, <laughs> but you know, I want to. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I wrote this. Who <laughs> wrote, wrote this damn thing? I wrote that. Oh my God. <laughs> but you know, it's a, it's, it's a reference book for me too, because obviously, yeah. like, there's, I included, you know, we included stuff from our own experience, but as we said before, from the experiences of other people. And I just, and lots of frameworks are introduced here and kind of summarized. 
it's a synthesis of all what we feel like anyone who's doing this ought to know as they set out to do this. So like, you know, of course I'm going to reach for it time and time again, myself, as I'm thinking about different, um, different things to do. Um, But, you know, the way I'll answer that question is that, you know, we, we going back to, to the whole genesis of this book and it being sort of based on these 12 steps, I think you might find yourself in the shoes of a, you know, as as a as a customer education practitioner. You may find yourself um, but, living in a shotgun shed. Oh, I'm sorry, I had to do Adam. <laughs> okay, <school>. okay. <laughs> you remember the song? <laughs> we got look. We got to end this thing on time. Song. We can't do. Can't do <laughs> we can't have fun. Numbers. Um, <laughs> well, um, you know, you, you might be surprised at some of the steps that are in there, I guess is really the point. And I think even in some of the conversations I had with you, Adam, you were even surprised with about one of the steps in there, <laughs> step seven, which is all about educating the educators. It's my least favorite um, step. I love all the other ones. <laughs> I, know, chapter, I, know there was, I know there was a whole jobs to be done analysis around it. <laughs> but, you know, if you read the chapter, you might be like, oh, yeah, of course. You need to have a plan for keeping in sync with the product release cycles. You need to have a, a good strategy for uh, debriefing subject matter experts and sort of synthesizing what they know. Yeah. You need to have a plan for training your team to, like, surface yeah. value proposition over, like, you know, just feature functionality, all those kinds of things are captured in that chapter. Oh, and that's the thing, right? Like once you, once you go kind of like beyond the title or the name of the step or the name of the job to be done, like you actually go look at it and and you, you recognize pieces of what you're doing in there, or maybe in some cases, pieces of what you could be doing and aren't doing today. Yeah. So it is, yep. it's helpful in, in that sense to actually go back and kind of like cross check against your existing process. Well, you know, there's something so- else in here that I wanted to bring up and that this is really important. You know, you're, you're re- re- continuously reminding like ourselves who our customers are and what they're dealing with. And they're dealing with a lot of different things and it's varied, right? And different points of time. So there's a lot of different things in here that I've looked at like, huh, well, I didn't think about that. And I've been doing this for a while. So that's really important to be able to lay all these things out and have like this pragmatic playbook of different things I could pull off. And so I'm going to try this at this point. I'm going to try this at this point. And that's super important. I hope that everybody who reads that has a, fim- a similar reaction because really we did write this book for um, both the, you know, the business leader who is looking for strategies to drive um, engagement and conversions and retention, but also for uh, practitioners who are both just starting and, mm-hmm. you know, thinking about what is it that I wish I knew when I first started? Like, here's everything that I've learned along the way. Uh, much of it, by the way, from from you, Adam, in, in my experience at Optimizely, uh, as well as, you know, I want this book to be for a seasoned professionals as well, who who want to um, have a go-to reference or want to maybe think about something a slightly different way or hear the experiences of other people or just, just you know, be able to pull the book from the library anytime they need to do a specific job um, and get ideas for how, um, how we think about it and others in the field think about doing that job. So I do hope it's going to be useful for both beginners and, um, and veterans of customer education. Well, you think about it like how some of the different parts of the book can operate as a reference. And, you know, I, I think about, for instance, okay, 
the company strategy changes, you want maybe like an index or or an inventory of how to react to uh, or not how to react, how to how to get in front of uh, different strategies to actively drive them because you don't want to be reacting. Uh, for instance, then first couple of chapters uh, of the book, which are really around strategy and setting goals and how those tie into higher level company metrics, like this kind of gives you an inventory of ways to do it. And similarly, you know, when you kind of yeah. get down to the steps on measurement, same idea, right? If you're looking for ways to measure the effectiveness of a new program that you're putting in place or the metrics that the company is trying to tie to have have changed or your uh, you know CEO mm-hmm. comes to you and says, hey, I'm looking for a way to measure this. That's exactly when you want a reference like this, because if you don't have something like that, you're basically going around like, uh, you know, furiously asking other people what they're doing. Yeah. You know, let me, I want to expand on this too and drive home a few things that I thought were really good value adds and takeaways. And number one, one of the most important things for me in this, let's call it an industry now. Customer education is a thing. You know, we were, we've been talking to a lot more leaders and I know Nick, Nick Matty even was on a recent podcast and he's like, this is a thing. We recognize this. And what is the important part of it? Well, when I have this book to go to walk into my VP's office and they're challenging me on something, which they do, rightfully so, and that's their job. Sometimes they're wrong. You know, you know, I don't want to bring that point up. Like sometimes, like, how do I respond to that? Well, what does this help me do? It helps me continue to frame up my thinking about, okay, number one, let's go back to maturity model. At Thought Industries, we talk a lot about that, right? Um, I know it well. It's, it's, a, it's a great way of looking at the world, but that's important. Where am I? Where am I on the map? We got to do that first. Then what you're, you're talking about, the strategic point of view, and that is a space that's massive. And strategy is different when I start. You know, like when I start, I do an ass, you know, assessment. I talk to everybody. But when I'm ready to IPO, we're talking about a wholly different thing. So it's the planning and talking to people. I don't know why this is so like, but you know, I've done this before. I've squirreled up. I've like sheltered myself and I'm like, I'm just going to get this thing done. And I don't talk to folks for a while. And that insular mentality is damaging to you. You have to be talking and matrixing with everybody you work all the time and evangelizing for yourself. And then you got to go with a map, right? It's like, I built this roadmap. Here it is. This is where we all talked about executives. Barry, you're my CEO. Do you agree this is our map? And he's like, yes, we're, this is our map. And we work together. Now I support you, Barry, as a leader, all the way down to the bottom line, right? All the way down to I'm the below the line leader. That's one of the things I've had the hardest time. Like I coach a lot of people now and in my role at Service Rocket, I'm able to talk to a lot of folks. And one of the, the most consistent things that we have a challenge with is building that map and connecting with a leader yeah. and having that leader say, this is my map. And when you do that from the leadership perspective, oh my gosh, that's so power empowering and powerful to all of us. So those are the things I think that are really important as I'm reading through this and I'm through about through my first read and I'll be on to a second or a third Well, I'll be doing what you do, Daniel. Um, but those are some of my, I, I've got more takeaways, but I really like how that's articulated. Yeah. I think those are you know really important. And I think if I think about our broader strategy as a company, um, you know, just wanted to chat a little bit about learning strategies overall, right? Because, you know, the organization that Daniel 
leads and does such an incredible job doing so. And he's, you know, built it from the ground up at our company is really designed to be, you know, that sort of central area where the research, you know, all of the best practices are collected, where all the ideas are kicked over and back, where we're absorbing everything that we're hearing from this incredible yeah. market and trying to make sense of them. And, and again, you know, put, you know, putting frameworks out there that will help people, you know, um, move these projects along. Um, so, you know, these, these sort of job tasks as well in many, many ways. And it also helps us understand um, from, from the inside as we think again, because it flows into everything we do. It flows into the way yeah. that we communicate to each other at the company, to the way that we think about um, how we go to market, what type of products that we create, you know, the value that we're providing to our customers, how we provide, you know, um, you know, strategic uh, oversight in their in their growth process, all of those things, you know, kind of comes from this engine. But, you know, it, it has to be backed up with some sort of practical step by steps and guidelines as well. Yeah. And so that's that's the you know, that's the beauty of, of these artifacts when they get created. And the great thing about the book, which I think we feel both feel really satisfied with is the fact that, you know, kind of like mine here, there's lots of highlights and, and sticky notes in it. It's it's a very <laughs> practical guide, right? I mean, I'm slacking Daniel. Hey, hang on, you know, chapter four, are we doing this? <laughs> no, <laughs> he does actually do that. He does actually do that. Um, yeah. Hey, know, I just read this book. <laughs> Daniel, go it's, ahead. Uh, I, Barry's my boss. And I got to say, it's it's really, really awesome having a boss who, like, truly gets it. You know, when someone really understands the power of customer education across the whole customer lifecycle, the power to leverage learning content in top of the funnel to, like, drive brand awareness, to attract new customers, um, to deliver great um, product experiences, both for people in a trial or a, getting a demo or who are brand new to the product, reducing time to value, really transforming our customers into advocates just across the whole customer lifecycle. Barry's a big believer in that. And I think, you know, his uh, investing in the learning strategies team and, um, and supporting the work that we do it's really it's kind of meta because you know one of the one of the um, big outputs of our team is this customer education playbook, and um, part of that playbook is a yeah, big emphasis in that playbook. I would I would argue is really about it's step two. It's really about defining uh, success for your customers. How do customers define success? How do they achieve success? And I think it's easy for educators who are working for companies um, to do customer education to sometimes forget about that. And they focus a little bit on a little too much on uh, the, you know, the product training piece. Like how can we get customers to learn how to use the product? Um, and I actually right. think executives, you know, or leaders, business leaders are even more guilty of that, that, that when they, when you ask them what customer education is, a lot of them will be like, oh, that's like a product tutorial, right? And that's basically, yeah. well, I don't need that. My product's really easy to figure out or whatever. You'll hear lots of different all the time. reasons. <laughs> you hear that all the time, right? But, yeah. uh, you know, we've made a really big investment in expanding the scope of, of learning strategies and customer education to encompass 
a uh, developing a deep understanding of our industry, of who our customers are, of what what are the challenges they're facing, of what are sort of best practices that will help address those challenges, um, as a way to you know not only inform our product strategy but also just like where we show up in every single place in the business, from customer success to professional services to marketing we are really able to deeply empathize with our customers because we're always thinking about what success means for them. Yes. And what I love about this is almost full circle for me because I remember when I first started in the customer education world um, at Optimizely, uh, working for you, Adam, we, you know, we would spend these days brainstorming about the kinds of customer education programs we want and the content we, we want. And we would we would talk about the importance of focusing on not just product training, but like industry, mm -hmm. industry education, like not just help someone set up an experiment and optimizely and run an experiment, but like help them get like statistically significant results, help them get a lift somewhere in their, in, on their website, like help them achieve success in their jobs. And what, what can we do as educators to educate our customers at Optimizely on how to be great experimenters, so thinking yeah. about the yeah. strategy around experimentation. Barry like totally gets that. And that's, um, it's just like a real privilege to be working for a company where the, you know, leadership is um, fully bought into the, the role that <laughs> customer education can play in the business. Yes. I think uh, Barry and I are going to give you a joint performance review now, but first we'll do the, it's, it's, it's you should mention that right here. <clears throat> yeah. Exceeds, exceeds expectations uh, just like this book, but like, that's like going back to the idea of the book being practical and kind of drawing from your experience like that, that also I think is infused in, in the perspective that both of you share throughout the book. So for example, even when you're talking say about creating content uh, th there's always an urge to uh, to ground it, say, in like abstract learning principle, but you kind of thread that with, okay, let's let's actually situate this in what's practical for our customers and like what problems are we actually solving for yeah. for our customers? Like, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit more about how you approach that. Yeah. Book. <laughs> I mean, I even I think I even say at one point uh, that you know you have to you have to make sure that you're you 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 when when we put on our learning science hat. And, you know, we're optimizing our content for learning transference and the way that people learn. Sometimes we just risk throwing too many barriers between our customers and their goals and how they achieve success. Because remember, the goal is not about learning about the product. It's about achieving success in their jobs. So every minute that customers spend learning about our products is one minute less that they have using the product and service of their jobs. So if you create that really robust, grounded in learning science um, course that, you know, maybe has this pre-quiz that sort of stimulates recall and maybe primes for what's coming. Maybe that is going to be the barrier that, um, you know, that busy customer is going to be like, I don't, I don't have time for this. I got to do my job. And <laughs> now they're not engaging with your education. So there are times I think in the world of customer education where we're not talking about compliance training. We're talking about like totally optional um, types of education that we want our customers to mm -hmm. feel intrinsically motivated to consume. Sometimes we just got to um, pull back at learning science 
uh, what's best practice for learning science and really optimize for like, how can we make this efficient for our customers who are busy? Um, because that's really going to be the way to make it the most effective as well. Because education and content not consumed is not effective content. That's absolutely true. Well, well put. All right, we are at we are at time. I want to go uh, keep going, but um, we're we, we're right at the end here. We only have a few moments, so let's let's wrap up real quick. Um, calls to action, things that are coming up with Thought Industries with the book. How do we close this out? Um, where can we buy the book? Where can we get the book? You can get the book on our website. Uh, we, <laughs> <laughs> you can get it from a lot of different places, Amazon, Target, Barnes & Noble. But we actually would love, uh, we have like special special deals. If you buy um, multiple copies of the book, for example, um, uh, if you if you come to our website, uh, we'll have a banner that makes it really easy for you to find that you can, and that you can purchase it from there. All right. And um, before we close out today, anything, anything really cool coming up? Well, I definitely want to get out there and, and we advocate, go out, pick up your copy of the book, learn all about this. Uh, what else is coming up with Thought Industries? Well, um, one thing I'll mention, um, we just, uh, so in addition to the audiobook coming out today, we, uh, we also released our, um, like a, a new page on our website, uh, all about the maturity model. It's a super colorful um, oh, cool. long like page, check it out. Um, we're very proud of the work we've done there. And by the way, the maturity model, um, an overview of that model is concluded in the book, uh, near, near the end. Um, the other thing that I will call out is that, uh, we do an annual state of customer education report, um, that I know you guys are familiar with cause you do podcasts we've, on these. We've reports. covered yeah. it before. Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, our our 2022 report is coming out in the next couple of weeks. So um, keep an eye out for that. Heck yeah! All right, well, Barry, Daniel, this has been amazing. We really thank you for your time. Any last words or things you want to say before we wrap up today? Just thank you. I think you know uh, to to both of you for for all you do. I mean, we are huge fans. Right back at you here. You know, I. I probably know about Daniel because I, you know, discovered both of you in, in the early stages and, um, you know, the, you've really led the way, uh, in so many ways in the industry. We're so grateful for you. Um, we're avid listeners and, you know, we are very grateful to be part of this community. So thanks to you both. Thanks for having us on Thank today. You. And we look forward to working with you in the future. Amazing. Thank you so yeah. much, Barry. Look forward to grabbing beers with you as well. <laughs> it's been too long. And working on our uh, Radiohead cover band. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please. Got the sacks right here. I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right. Well, if you, listener, have also got the sacks and you want to learn more, we have a podcast website at customer.education. You can find show notes, resources, other material. And if you found value in this podcast, please share it with your friends, your peers, over beers, and your network to find us and find the others. Uh, we're everywhere you can find us on the socials. Uh, go to thoughtindustries.com for more information on the book. Thanks to Alan Coda for providing our theme music. Uh, and if you're already subscribed, which we hope you are, please head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts or wherever you listen to and rate podcasts. And please leave us a nice five-star review so we can, uh, again, expose the reach of this podcast. So uh, thanks for joining us. Go out and educate, experiment, and find your people. 
Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. 